Kayanos, Kayanos, fresh tongues, Kayanos, fresh tongues. A new depth, a new fountain, a new depth, a new fountain, Kayanos. In Jesus' mighty name. Isaiah chapter 40. Join me in that. So we need to ask you this question. Jesus said I should ask you. First thing that he said I should ask you is what should I ask you? To whom there will hear what like in me? Or shall I be equal? Shall I be equal? Say it what? The Holy One. Anytime you see God identify himself as holy run away. What did I say? Nah, I'm not saying run away as per running away from God. But run away as per leaving that ground for him. Tell him, now you be go. What did I say now? I think this phrase captures what I want to say. It's after me, now you be go. We have removed hand for you. For you. This matter is incontestable. You are the supreme definition of whatever we want to explain or define here. Everybody has removed hand. So you say, to whom then will ye like in me? That's one part. The second part, second thing that God wants to get from your mind when he asks this question is, you cannot benefit from God more than what you have seen him as. Are you following me now? If God say, what do you see me as? Whom do you liken me to? You will say that he is um, where are you from? Where are you Nemo? Or Hajj? Hajj uh, what, what is the name of the deity of your village? Sorry, get mic for him. I need, that, I need to extract Fast, fast, Mike. You said the name is what? It used to be two. And it's now merged into one. Give him Mike. I need to hear this. Give him Mike. Look at him. He's on green. See, see, Mike. Praise the Lord. Uh huh. Okay. There are two deities in my village. Mm -hmm. One is called Awubene. 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 Yes, sir. The other one is called Aliopiti. Aliopiti? Yes, sir. Agubene <laughs> <laughs> and Aliopiti. Come and give Kwaza. Let's find out the name of the deity of this thing. Whom do you like him meet? Say after me, whom do you like him meet? God needs to extract this thing from you. Because what you, he's, I, I, I've told you the first thing what he means. Second one is, he's trying to find out your opinion of him exactly. Because if you say, when people actually say God, I, I, I'll have you. Amen. Amen. Both believers, okay, let me leave on believers. Believers, I hope you know that when people say Jesus, it doesn't mean the same thing in the heart of every person. That is what the second thing I'm saying here. Whom 
do you like me? So it is a measurable quantity. The question, the answer to the question should capture a measurable quantity. Is it not true? So Jesus, God is trying to ask you, by your own measurement, eh? you know, when you measure somebody, when you measure somebody, you the way to, to show us what you have measured the person into you, liking him to another person. Is it not true? So God is saying, by measurable quantity, determine who he is. Kwaza. Sit down, sit down, sit down. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. In, uh, in my village, uh, the prominent God is called Mbiovyongo. Mbiovyo. Mbiovyongo. 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 Now, wow, God help me. I can't spell it. I don't. I just know how to call it. You, it can't be spelled. I don't you can't it. spell it, yes, but you can just call it. Yes, sir. There are spirits. <laughs> Where are you from? You, I want to prove something to you. This man is from Lagos State. How many of you? How many of you know Lagos City? Lagos City. There can't be deity there. Come and give him. The way Lagos is a city, you don't know Satan. I say even New York has a deity. By God. If you don't think, if you are, if you are not aware that they have deity, you will be under, you will be under subjugation. <laughs> In fact, those big cities have stronger principalities. The bigger a city is, the stronger the powers that rule them. That's that's common sense. You don't even need much education to know this. Hmm? Lift up your eyes where and behold, who had created these things that bringeth out their host by what number? He called them all by names. By the greatness of his word. Now, because people come many times and say, all you need to do is just to speak. God spoke. And speak. God spoke. God is telling you how in the doing own. How did it happen? By the greatness of his might. He was speaking, but he, he seems, it's not he seems. It's obvious he's walking, but he walks by speaking. Are you following me now? So somebody that doesn't know this we think that something just happened. No. Nothing just happens. There is a work behind the scene. But when God speaks, that work will go into place. For that he is strong in power. These guys are struggling to compare things. He is strong where? In power. What does this simple phrase mean? It means that like when somebody, the, when you say that somebody is strengthened in lie, it means that the person went to lie and fortified himself in lying. That somebody is strong in evil. What does it mean? It means that his evil has been, eh? it has been strengthened many folds. Is it not true? That's what he's saying. For that he is strong, what? In power. It means that he, he went to power. And strengthened himself with power many, many, many times in this matter now. Say after me, not one fail it. Why say so? Based on this question, are you following me? 
Because if we do not address it, we cannot ask this question. Say, why sayest thou, O Jacob, and speakest thou, O Israel, my way is what hid from me? Check whether the other mic is still on and put it off. And my judgment is passed over from what? Next verse. Has that still accent? Stop, tell me. Let's read together. One, two, ready, go. Uh huh. Uh huh. Amen. Wait. Let's read it again. Some people are not reading. It's not just reading. When you read like this, you call you call up something. Something is activated. I should say something is awakened inside of you. It's a consciousness that comes alive. Okay? Let's go again. One, two, ready, go. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Let's see next verse. One, two, go. Let's try one more verse. Next verse. One, two, ready, go. I believe that proper context cannot be gotten for this verse 31 until you start from that verse 25. Hmm? You need to see the full analogy as is the, the pattern of thought that led to this statement. So let's start again from verse 26. To whom then we yell 26. Lift up your eyes on high, and behold, who had created these things, that bringeth out their host by number. He called them all by name, and not one. Feel it. Hmm. Like, if God says something, it cannot say it can't happen. If God look at you, look at you and say, you are a man of God. There is a problem. Do you know the problem? Nobody can change. Nobody can do anything about it. Hmm? If God look at you, look at you. You are a sister here. You don't want to marry a pastor. Raise your hand. Let's assume you are a sister. eh? And you don't want to marry a pastor. Doris. So, you, anybody that is pastor that comes around you, you boot the person away. You don't want to hear anything. Then God say, you are pastor's wife. What do you think will happen? Now, you have decided to nothing because he is strong in power. What will happen? So this is the point he's trying to make. If the, if the God you serve is like this, 
you can become like that. Listen, remember, he said, whom do you liken me unto? Now, I said that that is a quantitative measurement. You are trying, God is trying to say that if you say I am like this, most surely, even if I am like this, you can't benefit from me more than what you think I am. Are you following me now? It doesn't necessarily mean that God is like this. God can be bigger than this building. But what you will benefit from him is what you said and taught. That At best, you will define him by your experience. Have you not prayed and the prayer didn't come to pass? So you can define him by those answers you didn't get, those bad experiences you had, those things that is wrong around your life. Are you following me now? Okay, good. Now, but God is saying, I cannot allow you to continue like that. I need to define myself by myself. He said, have you seen creation? Have you seen this one? Have you seen this one? I'm the one that created it all. Because if, if he left you, they come and say, can God raise the dead? You say, Kai, God, they try. But this one is, is, let's trust God for all that. Let's trust God. Let's trust. There are some things you pray for. This one now, look for a doctor. So, I'm not against doctors. I, I like doctors. And there are so many. All of you are my friend. You are my friend. You are my friend. And you are everybody here, doctors. Are there more doctors that I don't know? I want more doctors' friends and all that. I want. But I'll have to teach my Bible first. Let the word of God be true and let doctors be liars. Are you following me now? So, if. If you come to a situation where people say, if it's this one, let's leave it like this. Let's, the person is making a statement based on what he thinks God can do and what he can do. What he feels is the measure that God can go beyond. God is now saying, well, that is not bad, but your judgment is based on your perception. So he told the children of Israel, why are you saying that your judgment is hidden? So he's trying to say that these guys have checked their matter and said, let's not disturb God. He cannot sort out this kind of thing. This kind of matter is beyond his... Um, the thing. Some people, even to make it look very nice, they say, don't disturb God with things you can think about. So God did something here. He has to define himself in an objective sense. He said, behold, who had created all these things? So he checked... Where is the connecting point between you and him? There are other things that define his greatness that you might not be able to relate with. Are you following me now? But the power of creation is in defining this matter. It's not as if creation is the greatest thing that can define his strength, might, and power. But in creation, invisible things are made visible. Are you following me now? And based on those visible things that we see, we can make judgments. Judgments that might not capture the full intensity, the full import of what we are talking about, but at least in basic calculation can be correct. Are you following me now? If you look at the heavens, the way it is big, you can say, Kai, the heavens are bigger than the earth. Are you not correct? You might not know the full import spiritually, but it is true. According to the scriptures, the heavens gave birth to the earth. Hmm? so let me leave it that is why if you are I, I have a teaching on that letter if you are a believer uh, 
one thing that needs to be debunked from your mind is the natural philosophy. And I hope you know, in the end of the age, that's where we are going. The natural philosophy that the earth is the mother. Let me stop there. Have you ever heard of Mother Earth? Mother Earth. Earth is not the mother. According to spiritual analysis, heaven gave birth to the earth. <laughs> but as the days progress, the philosophy that Satan will birth. Some of you don't know how spiritual things work. Let me tell you. Eh? God does not fundamentally... I don't want to go here. But I cannot stop myself. The reason is because this, this is where I actually, this is where I'm comfortable when I discuss heavenly things. Listen to me. God's order of oppression is that if something is not in the heavens, it doesn't have any, it doesn't have any counterpart on earth. It's not possible. It is not. It is as it is. Where? So. The heavens gave birth to every other thing. Now, and when we say the heavens, obviously you know that we are not just talking according to the New Testament. We are not just talking about the physical heaven. That's why I started where I started. I started by telling you that the, the physical heaven you see, if you fly up, all the big houses in Lagos will become small. That is a testimony to you that the heavens are bigger than the earth. Are you following me now? Now, this is in the physical sense. I'm saying even if the physical creation cannot fully give us the full meaning of what we are trying to say, it represents the basic truth of the matter in that the heavens is bigger than the earth. So follow me. So, Meanwhile, according to the scripture, the heaven is where everything is generated from, including the earth. I mark my words, one of the gospels of the falling age that will be pushed heavily in the end of the time. Have you heard have you heard of um, the gospel of global warming? Have you heard the gospel of um, what's the one close to it? Huh? And and many of those gospels. There are many. I was reading one. They said they went to somewhere in Australia. They, they are preserving sea, sea gulls. They do everything to preserve it. Hmm? Guess what? In that place, abortion is free. Sometimes they force it on you. So you preserve sea gulls and kill human beings. You don't know Satan. So let me leave that. Are you following me now? <laughs> See how Satan make people to reason backward. They don't even care if human population is going down. But seagulls, seagulls. So they are trying to say that nature is the mother. No. Heaven is the mother. Your natural abilities will defeat you. You can never enter into your powers in God. Even as a man. Man is not created to operate naturally. It is the fall that made us to descend there. Are you following me now? And the men that were able to walk with God, they got their, they operated from heaven on earth. 
that is the guiding factor behind sanctification. Sanctification is that tool with which God totally separates what is from heaven from what is from earth. So I will not go there now. Hmm? It's in your Bible. Jesus said, when I was in this world, I was different from this world. How did he do it? It is sanctification that separates totally. Even though two of them can be close, but you can easily know that one is heaven, one is earth. If you are with me so far, say amen. Now, the reason why I went here is, if you look at that, I was seeing it when I was coming. So big, but it looks so nice. And from my own eyes, have you seen that thing sometimes? You have not seen that red thing in the evening. So the question I ask myself, who hung it there? Can't he fall down? Have you asked that question before? Can't he fall down? There is a reason why God refers to creation. Because even, are you following me now? Even if you don't know God, at least you can know some things in creation. He is trying to tell you that whatever you see in creation, however big it is, he's the one that put it there. So even if you cannot relate with him when he speaks things spiritually, you can now relate with him when he speaks things, what, physically. So that's why he always goes back to creation to make comparison. Because it's easier for people to pick the greatness of a thing spiritual if they can relate with it in things that is what, physical. So he said, let's go back to creation. It's easy to create your big head. You think it's easy to create or try. Try and do it. Hmm? <laughs> try. It's not easy. Try. For however man has lived on earth, God has been producing buttocks free of charge. To produce new buttocks now. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, now you people are now following me. Millions and millions, millions and millions to add butter. And there is one, they say the one they put for her blow. The thing deflated. God is producing buttocks free of charge. For millions of years. Today they pay millions for it. Millions for it. Free of charge. In case you can't relate, God will bring it down to what you can. For millions of years, if we say, Jesus, he answers. Today, we have phone to call people abroad. We have been calling heaven since I was born. I've been calling heaven. Have you not been calling heaven? Did they answer you? God have to touch creation for you to know his greatness. And then somebody wakes up one day, that's this creature, and says, God! Then I ask, they say, Apostle, I prayed. Apostle, you don't understand, Apostle. I prayed. Kai, Apostle. What are we going to do for God to use us, Apostle? Apostle, we don't pray this. We are for Apostle. What are we going to do? Apostle, now, now, now. Apostle, leave him. Kai. Apostle. 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 
You see, whatever you finally, whatever you finally think about the situation and think about God, maybe based on what you have perceived and suffered, unfortunately, self me, unfortunately, there is an objective meter rule for judging God's greatness that is beyond your own personal experience. That's why you, can, you cannot give up. The reason why you cannot give up is that your experience doesn't properly define anything in God. It can define some things in God when correct. Yes, yes. Huh? But sometimes it doesn't, it doesn't properly define it. Even when your experience captures something in God, it might not fully capture it. If you are with me so far, say amen. I say if you are with me, say amen. amen. Shout amen. Amen. If a situation has lasted for long, listen to me, there is still only one solution. To what? Wait on God. That's where I'm going. And the challenge is this. According to this scripture, the Bible said that even young people can faint. What does it mean to faint? What does it mean to faint spiritually? Who can answer this, man? Give Christian. Amen. Amen. Um, I think married people can after Christian go and give Chica. After Chica, you give Doctor Samuel. Married people, bro, you never join. Hmm? I hope you join before Jesus comes back. Uh huh. Okay, I believe that um, to faint means to grow so weary mm-hmm. to the point that efforts can be made again. I like this. I like this. You know you can be weary. I like what he said. But at least you didn't stop. Are you following his definition? He said, but when you, to faint is that you grew so weary that you can no more make what? Effort. I like it. For now, he's stopping the chat. But let's see. Let's, let's see what happens. I said, I say he's married people. Come and give you. Oh my God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Daddy, I agree with you. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, see wisdom. <laughs> Amen. Do we adopt that definition? Yes, sir. Okay, let's adopt it. So it's not just that you are weary, but you grew weary. You can put up the mic. Grew weary to the point that you can no more make effort. At that point, the person has fainted. The reason why he's saying this is because as a human being, the scriptures said it here that even the youth shall what? Faint and be weary. And the young men shall what? Utterly fall. But thank God. He says something. Let's see the next. But he said, but they that wait upon the Lord shall what? Renew their strength. Let me tell you something now. Let me tell you something. Now, this statement of Isaiah, amen. There are two ways to look at this matter. You can look at it from a circumstantial point of view. You can also look at it from an organic point of view. Let me explain what I mean. You can be passing through something and you are interceding, praying about it, interceding, praying about it, interceding. I hope you know, 
already. So I'm assuming that you know that when we say you are green, you fainted. It's not that you are walking on the road and fell on the ground. I hope we agree. Eh? Do we agree? Sometimes you have to clarify some things because you can be assuming everybody agrees, but it's not that this faint now, that's why we went and gave a, a definition. It's not that you are moving on the road and fell down on the ground and fainted and then died. Hey, God. That's not what we mean. When the Bible said that the youth shall utterly faint, it means that somebody can be young and give up on life. Are you following me? Is it not possible? Somebody can be young and give up on life. And when you talk to her, she will tell you plainly that she doesn't believe any good thing can come out of this her life. When you make statements like this, when you, even if you think it in your mind, where are you? It's after me, fainted mode. So you see that there are people that are working like this, physically. But inside, they have what? Fainted. It doesn't matter what you preach. It doesn't matter what you tell them. A fainted man is a fainted man. You tell the person, take action. This year, take action. This year, try new things. This year, step out. This year, have a plan. This year, have a project. This year, you must achieve something. You don't faint. See, take action is for somebody that has not fainted. Take action is for somebody that has not what? Faint. If you have, you can't, you, you have fainted. Has, has fainted. And then you are trying to help my son, you know, to learn how to make some movement. After some time, the guy got tired. <laughs> eh? We moved him to sit like this. He fell like this. <laughs> we moved him this way. He fell like this. Anywhere you move him, if you move him at the back, he fell to the back. Move him front. He fell to the front and be looking at you. If you want to get angry, he will smile. <laughs> See, bro, we are dealing with serious things. You are smiling. Yes, I call him bro. Bro! Man up! Man up! You are a man! He will fall. <laughs> He's like saying, I'm not a man. I'm <laughs> Are you following me? Oh, you can only motivate, inspire. You know your inspirational talks. Motivate. You know why you believe. You know why Grand Cardone is working for you. Where are all those inspire? You know why he's working? It's because you have not fainted. <laughs> Barack Obama, Grand Cardone, Maxwell. What's his name now? Huh? John Maxwell. What? All of they work for a man that has not fainted. They only work for you when you have not yet what fainted. It is when you are strengthened in the spirit, when you come out, the inspirations and motivations of men can spur you to achieve anything. If you are down, you are down. But God said something, they that wait. In these 50 days, the visions that died in your heart will come back alive in the name of Jesus. I want to tell you what it means to wait on God, to renew strength. I want to show you. If the Holy Ghost can help me, I want to show you. That is the major thing that happens when a man waits on God. 
Bro, basically God created you not just in nature, but in capacity. He created you in God mode. No wonder the Bible said, I say unto you, ye are gods, but you will die like may men because things will buffet you, buffet you, buffet you, buffet you. Buffet you. You notice that God is not saving you. Do you know part of the reason? He has created you in such a way that if if you enter your mode, you can conquer all those things and they become your servant. But Satan knows how to deal with you in such a way that you begin to even doubt yourself. Have Satan dealt with you to the point or you have seen people sit and death, they begin to doubt the things that they can do well normally. Satan can deal with a young lady. I'm not sure my mic is still very, very, very good as it used to be. Satan can deal with a young lady to the point that all she's thinking about is, let me marry and go. Let me marry. 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 I want to marry. I want to marry. I want to marry. That time, that time, you know that chant. We that time we are sending with a chant. Eh? I want to pray. I want to pray. I want to marry. I want to marry. You are the only one saying I want to pray. Her own is what? Somebody said if I marry, it's a weapon. It's a weapon, no? True, true. It's a weapon. Amen. But that's another day. We are going to discuss it. Is it not a weapon? Don't want to go there. But I'm talking another thing. Satan can, can deal with you to the point you, you just say, if I can find food for me and my children, God is enough. Hmm? The same you that 10 years ago you were discussing on how to take nations. What happened 10 years after? You you need to encounter the God that doesn't faint. That is a God. There is a revelation of God you need. The God that doesn't faint. God came and asked the children of Israel. I know what you are thinking in the secret. I know your secret. That's what he's telling them in the previous verse before here. Think verse 27. Say, I know what you are thinking. I know what you are thinking. What you are thinking is say, God, your judgment has passed. You can't handle this kind of thing. I'm not angry with you. I will not become an unbeliever. I will not stop going to church. But I just have to accept that this kind of thing can no more happen. Let's, um, are you getting it? He said, that's your thought. You don't know. You need to know the God that can faint. The solution to all the weariness that we suffer in advancing and possessing the things that God has ordained for us is encountering the God cannot faint. He said, I can't faint. He said, by the greatness of my power, I call things to be in creation and not one what fail it. So if you failed and fainted, it is because you have not encountered the God that cannot faint. If you are weak, you are giving up. You need a fresh encounter with the God that cannot faint. You know why? Sometimes life has a process to it. Are you with me? Life has a process to certain things. 
has seasons to certain things, has measures to certain things. So what Satan does is within the season, within the measure, within the process, he tries to buffet you in such a way that you will give up before the maturation of what is captured in the seasons. So by the time it is coming, you have already given up. When the angels that they gave your blessing came, you are no more in your duty post. But they say, go, go and look for a lady. She normally wakes up by 12. She sits under that tree to cry out to me. Go and wait for all of heaven. Are you sure that you will be under that tree? Only to come and you said that, Lord, I've tried. I pray for you in these 50 days, you will encounter the God that never faints. It's a fundamental encounter for you to have make have serious dealings with God. You know why? Let me tell you why. God is a king spirit. You cannot determine for him when to come on. Is it not true? You can't determine for him when to come. All he is going to do for you is to strengthen you. Should I even tell you? God can tell you he will come on the seventh day. If he doesn't come, wait for him on the eighth. As long as he has said he will what? Come. That's why the Bible said, have a portion for seven, have for eight. Because you don't know what evil can come upon the face of the earth. There are some manipulations that can take place in the realm of the spirit and it is not possible for that seven day that God told you to become that seven day. Are you getting the point? If you have had an encounter with the God that cannot faint, what do you do? You will have the ability to survive weariness survive it. When you see people that survived weariness and came to strength and power they have had an encounter. They have had an encounter. They have had an encounter. Are you following me now? Yes, after me. In the name of Jesus I will at last Satan. I will at last Satan. After me. In the name of Jesus I will at last my adverse circumstance. It's just like a woman that is pregnant. Maybe on the seventh month. On the seventh month, all of a sudden, the woman started feeling like giving birth. Feeling like giving birth. Is it not premature birth? Are you following me? The pain will become so much. The woman will even say, Lord, kill me. Come and remove this child. I'm tired of carrying it. I'm tired of being pregnant of spiritual things. I'm, I'm tired of being pregnant with this burden and calling. It's already seven years. You have not come. What's happening? You need another encounter, brother. Don't stop. <laughs> Don't stop, brother. Jesus is about to call. You need, I pray for you in the name of Jesus Christ whom I serve. May you have another encounter. You have another encounter with the God that never faints. Look at what the Bible said in verse 27. He said, why sayest thou? You might not have said it with your mouth, but you have said it with your actions. You might not have said it with your mouth, but you have said it in your heart. You might not have said it with your mouth, but you have said it in your behavior. 
you have said it in your attitude your tempo has dropped your intensity has dropped your passion has dropped there is a way you used to fire it is no more there you are just whatever comes let it come it's not god i'm not angry i'm not but whatever however if he wants to come back no you need to come back again you need to come back you need to come back there is you that we know that is the you that when men see you they are encouraged there were people that follow jesus because of you There are sisters here and following me online many people believed on jesus when you were on campus they didn't believe that a young lady like you can decide to forsake everything and follow jesus they looked at you and their eyes began to look on holy things but you set and found means perfected you fought you kicked you don't think that god is not aware he's aware He's waiting for a season to mature. And you are almost there. Set and want to take it away from you. I pray for you again. May you have an encounter with God that never fades. thou O Israel my way is it if all does fast God hear it they pray God but my own my way my ways are it God is not seeing my sacrifice I bring you news today I bring you good news this is the gospel the gospel to you today God never fails the second news is that he, it's not just that he doesn't faint. He looks for everybody that is fainting. 
he strengthens them. Why says thou, O Jacob, and speakest, O Israel, my way is hid from the Lord, and my judgment is passed over from my God? Next verse. Has thou not known? There is a new knowledge that needs to occur to you. That the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainted not. The God that can't faint, can't be tired, can't be weary. He can't be tired, he can't be weary. He can't stop. He can't stop walking. He can't. He can't. He can't. He won't. Don't allow Satan to convince you that God is no more strong. That he has stopped working. That prayer is no more powerful. That fasting is no more working. Don't allow Satan to convince you that you have done everything and nothing is working. He says, nah, don't find yourself there. You need another encounter with the God that never fails. The one that goes to the dungeons, dungeons of weariness and gives you a shot of energy, divine energy. He comes to the dungeons of weariness and then raises you up from there. He comes to your ashes, takes you up from the ashes, takes you up from the dunghill. He lifts you up like, like a memorial, like, like, like a sign to a generation. I say, God has not given up on you. Why are you giving up on yourself? That is a God that never faints. He never faints. He never stops walking. He never stops walking. Don't give up. Don't reduce your intensity. He's about to come. Satan wants to make us to believe that our prayers is not yielding results as much as we are applying ourselves. He wants to make you to believe that this way you are praying. See the way that you are praying. You are, why are you not having this? Why are you not having this? Oh no, that's not how it works. God wants to tell us that our judgments are not hid from him. Our justice, he is not unjust. The day of reward is about to come. But meanwhile, we need another encounter with the God that never fails. Daily, he renews our strength so that we can press him. Listen. Let me see verse 29. He giveth power to the faint. He giveth power to the faint. He giveth power. And to them that have no might, so I come and come and tell me, Apostle, I cannot. I'm not strong. I cannot. I say God specializes in people like you. I'm a lady. I'm a young man. I can. What God is telling me, I cannot even try to do this kind of thing. He said, that, that thought of not being able, that thought of inability is something that should be killed forever after you have had an encounter with the God. That what? Once you have an encounter with the God that cannot faint, it kills that thing. Can I do it? Can I survive? Is this thing not big? It is normal for you to think that 
you can faint because naturally the next verse said that even the youth shall utterly fall and young men shall become weary but they that wait in that waiting God has the ability to supplant your weakness for strength supplant your weariness for freshness in the spirit he can people will look at you and ask you what's the secret the day you break through in the spirit everybody will look at you and want to be like you but they didn't know that there was a time you almost wanted to stop just that some minutes before you stopped the god that cannot faint appeared and said why are you saying that your judgments have passed why are you comparing yourself with the other people in the world why are you trying to find another means why are you trying to reduce your standard of holiness and character why are you departing from the way of righteousness are we come i will come on that path that you have set yourself on don't give up on it don't stop on it don't stop don't stop i will come don't faint what it means to faint is that you stopped you yielded to other paths that god did not set you yielded you had people that is trying to give you counsel also outside of the things that god told you he said i am the god that cannot faint you know what it's not just that i can't faint i give power to them that are weary listen let's read this verse 31 together one two ready go uh-huh uh-huh let's read it again one two ready go uh-huh you are talking to yourself read it again
that nobody has been able to do. But something is happening. Something is happening. God is about to renew your strength. He's about to take you to new heights. He's about to take you to new dimensions. He's about to do the impossible. You cannot stop now. You can't. Mountain. Flower. Mountain. Flower.
spread your wings, man. Man, spread your wings. It's time to fly. If I can carry, I can carry spiritual. Carry spiritual discipline. Carry 